What kind of sex do you like? I like long sex. Like long penis sex or long time sex? I like both, but I like more than five minutes of sex. Are you only having five minutes of sex? Sometimes these guys, yeah, it's just... You take off your clothes and they come? Basically, they just, (laughs) my vagina gets super wet and then they're like, can't control themselves. I think I have a solution for you. Tell me. Have you ever tried Promescence Delay Spray? Oh, girl. Girl, I got to tell you, it is not like other delay sprays. This is for men who come too fast and who want to take their game to the next level. If they want to be better in bed, let him put a little bit of this on his cock and he's going to go and go and go. And unlike other delay gels or anything like that, it's not going to make his penis numb. Oh, yeah. Right? Those because, are the worst. Right? Because their penis gets numb and then they stick it in you and now you're numb and nobody's happy. Mm-hmm. So would you like me to get you some? Where can I get it at? You can actually look in our show notes uh, or go to twowildorchids.com and go to the store and we will have the delay spray from Promescent for you and our listeners. I'm getting myself a whole case, baby. <laughs> <laughs> FFM Productions present Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. (laughs) I said, Do you like it big, Lindsay? I do like it big. I like it big. I like girth. Oh, yeah. I like girth. I like girth. I like girth more than length, but I like some length. That's true. I mean, I guess I just want my cake and I want to eat it too. I want the girth and I want the length. And she wants the pussy. And I I do want the pussy. (laughs) <laughs> I'm greedy. I'm a it's, greedy motherfucker. It's going to happen for you, baby. I promise you. We'll get you. I told you. I'm the vagina whisperer. Oh, welcome, vagina whisperer. And Yoda? if you could see me right now, I like have my hands up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Raina, all of those blessings upon me. I am the vagina whisperer. Oh, grant her. <laughs> grant her all of the goodness. I'm Sean Lee. I'm Lindsay. I'm also known as the Vagina Whisperer. (laughs) And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And today I want to talk about labels. So many labels. Because I'm the Vagina Whisperer. You are. Right? And you're a slut. I'm the slut. But I think I've called you a whore several times on the show. You have. You know, it's interesting because any other partner I've ever had, I never called them a whore. Really? (laughs) I noticed that the other day. Mm, Maybe, you know, if the shoe fits. You know, there's nothing wrong with the shoe. But I want to talk about some things that I think um, permeate the world for us, right? Because you and I were talking before we came on the air about slut shaming. And I was saying that if if I were a 14-year-old, hormonal, bitchy, mean girl, right? The fact that you like men and like sex as much as you do... I would have, I would have shamed you maybe in my, in my younger years for, for liking that, mm-hmm. right? Not that you've ever been slut shamed. I've been slut shamed most of my adult life. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've just embraced it though. I, I, can, I call myself a hoe and a whore all the time, but it's that concept of I'm very open and vocal about my sex life and my sexcapades and it makes people uncomfortable. Why do you think it is? Um, I think that a lot of it has to do with culture and our society and the way they're raised. But more than that, I think that people are uncomfortable with their own sexuality. So they don't know how to express that for themselves. And when they see someone else that's out there having fun and, and vocalizing it, it, may, it, they just don't know what to do other than to put someone else down. No, I, I, think, you're, I think you're right. Because what, what, what was coming up for me, um, and I know this is going to shock you and the audience, okay? Oh boy. So brace yourself. Oh God. I don't have nearly as many sexual partners as the world seems to think I do. 
Mm, is that true? I swear to God, it's true. Okay, because here's the thing. Uh, to be very clear, um, ever since I started, because I'm on the dating sites, and so I go on dates, and sometimes I have sex with people, but most of the time I don't, for the record, right? And when I talk about my partners, I think people think that each time I mention a partner, it's a different partner. Oh, right. So sometimes if I say, you know, my partner and I did this, and then later in the conversation, I say my partner and I did this, or my new partner and I did this, they think I got three partners going on. And so here's what I was told recently by a new partner, by the way. <laughs> uh-huh. Proving your point. I'm just saying. <laughs> As he said to me, he said, well, you have a black belt in sex. Yeah. I was like, what? I didn't even know I made it past green belt. Okay. <laughs> Why did he think you have a black belt in sex? Because I have a sex podcast. Uh-huh. Okay. So I, I just, I, but I feel like on, and I don't want to call it slut shaming, but it kind of feels like slut shaming because we do this show. And so people think automatically that we are fucking a different guy every night of the week. Yeah. And it's clearly for me, at least it's every other night. So it's not, no, in all seriousness, I had the same, I started talking to someone recently, the sniffer. The sniffer. Um, (laughs) We know the sniffer from episode one with Lindsay. (laughs) That's right. Um, And he made a comment to me about blowjobs and having sex and that, you know, I'm on a sex podcast, so I probably know what I'm doing. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. So so let's kind of look at this on a bigger scale. You and I do a sex podcast. So therefore, the assumption is that we have a lot of sex. Right. Okay. So guys, I think, fall under that same category in a different way. How so? Okay. So men... All right. I, I have a, a friend who years ago taught me this this thing. He calls them the man rules. Okay. And he says men have a, a series of rules that they run in the background all the time. And one of the rules, for example, is men can never be perceived as weak. Men can never be perceived as weak, right? That's right. a pretty big man rule. Big boys don't cry. Right, right. Okay. By the same token, one of the man rules is that when they're growing up and in high school, they are supposed to, or in college even, they are supposed to have sex with as many hot girls as they can in as short a period as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they get married and everything changes. And now they're only supposed to ever have sex with one person, but they're in, in, in a monogamous society. Right. right. But this, but by the same token, they're supposed to be really good at sex because they've had this man rule running in the background that says you're supposed to have sex with as many hot girls as you can in a short period of time as possible. What if they don't? Mm-hmm. What if they have performance anxiety? What if they can't get it up? And what I, if they're a 40-year-old virgin? Right. Right? And I think that's where the flip side comes in where women are considered sluts, especially if you, if the woman, if I've had more partners than my male partner, ooh, ooh, that gets weird. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because they think that there's something wrong with them. Right. Or there's something wrong with you. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. I think it goes both ways. They think, oh my gosh, she's been with so many men. But really what it comes down to is their own insecurity of it. Yes. Yes. So it's, it, what it makes me think of is many years ago, my, my long-term partner, did I mention long-term <laughs> partner? Well, as in one person, anyway. Um, and I were friends with Jesse Jane and her husband. It's now her ex-husband. And so when they divorced, we got him in the divorce. You see how this played out. Right. Okay. So we were at a party one time and she was really drunk. And I go into the bathroom and she walks up to me and she says, I want to have sex with your husband. Okay. And I said, okay. Like, I didn't know what else to say. Right. You know, Can I give you a water? Because I have to, right, exactly. She's like five foot nothing. She weighs maybe 85 pounds. She was a tiny little thing. 
And she goes, but at least I'm telling you to your face, not behind your back. And I said, well, I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't know what else to say. And so we walk out of the bathroom and there's my long-term partner sitting on this couch outside and she flops in his lap and she says to him, I told your wife, I want to have sex with you. And I was with a girlfriend of mine. And I said, yeah, she said that. And she said, and so then she goes, and she said, I could. And I said, nope, didn't say that. <laughs> but it was the whole concept of this sex goddess that had had mountains of sex on film, wanted to have sex with him. And there was a moment in me where I was like, um, I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. So because it was my own insecurity. If he had had sex with Jesse fucking Jane, what would that have made our sex life? That was, but this has been 10 plus years ago. Right. But that was what was in my head because she clearly had more experience and was better in bed. And I'm using the quotes in, up in the air right. than I did when all I know is what she did on camera. And I think that's the important part to, to, to highlight here is I've had a lot of sex. There's no denying that I have had a lot of sex in my life. Um, I've had a lot of different partners. Maybe I should clarify that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I know what I'm doing. It doesn't all. mean you've had really satisfying sex. Exactly. And it doesn't mean I've done a lot of different types of sex. I mean, I have experimented. I have done um, some kinky and fun things, but it's, that's not with every partner. Right. So I, I, think, I think that's, I know that to be true because anytime I've had a new partner, it's kind of pretty standard basic sex 101. Yes. There might be missionary. There could be some doggy. Chances are I'm not going to orgasm. I'm going to say one out of 10 guys the first time it's crazy and fun and something wild's going on. The other nine times, we're just trying to get it in. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So I think if we look at stereotypes, so let's be clear, just because you are a porn star doesn't mean you have the best sex, right? Just because you do a sex podcast doesn't mean you know everything there is to know about sex. So true. So true. Right. But I also think that some things that need to kind of be addressed is just because you have a penis doesn't mean you're an expert in sex either. I'm so glad you said that. I, I mean, seriously. And if you, if you have had a lot of partners, right? Because this is the other thing. If you've had a lot of partners as a man, you might think you're a sex god, in which case I encourage you and I will put the link in our show notes to read the book, Dawn of Desire. He, I will put the link in the show notes because that guy, he's a panty dropper. And one of the things he talks about in this book is men who think they're good in bed only think that because nobody's complained. Oh, and I was like, that's so fucking true. Like the number of lovers I've had that I left unsatisfied with. And it's, and I, but I didn't complain. So they think they did great. And I always, I, this is such a pet peeve of mine with men or with women, especially and faking orgasms. I was just going to ask you. Yeah. It really aggravates me because men say like, oh, I know she had a good time or she came three times. No, she didn't. Right. A little, Tell me what sound she was making. Like, uh, shut. Uh, yes. Uh, oh my God, baby. That was so, so good. Do it again. Do it again. I need a moment. Right. That's fucking, yeah. Like quit, quit faking it because it's doing a disservice to all of us. I want you to know this first orgasm I ever faked right now. Damn girl. I never fake them because I don't believe in it. Exactly. Yeah. Because, and this came out in the interview that we did, and I'll, I'll link it as well in the show notes that Monica and I did with uh, Dawn of Desire, is he said, when a woman fakes orgasm, she is teaching a man, she's giving him the playbook of how to do it wrong. 100%. Yes. And that's the other reason when I watch porn most of the time, I turn the volume off. 
ah, that's really interesting. Because mm-hmm. I love, if you've listened to this show before you came on as a co-host, my favorite is fucking audio porn. Ooh. Audio porn all day. Now, can you tell the difference when a woman is performing? I make it. I make my audio porn. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, based on your little performance two seconds ago, I can see. Oh, shut up. No, no, no. No, but like if my partner's with somebody, yeah. I, I want him to turn on the audio. Just, just, just hit the little record button on your phone, right? Because there's nothing fucking hotter yeah. than somebody you care about listening to them, mm-hmm. hearing them, knowing they're having a good time. And sometimes I'll do it if it's just me and my partner. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, because I love the moans and the breast sounds. So I'm a fan of audio porn, but I am not a fan of porn sex from porn. Like, porn's not real. Right. Okay. Exactly. So I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, no. And you know, when I'm with a man that is, has learned most of his technique from porn, I can absolutely tell because it's a standard position, it's a standard thrust and pump. And don't forget the little tongue thing they do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not how you look pussy. No, no. And they're confused when I'm not moaning and they think there's something wrong with me. And all I can think is, damn it, women, the women before me. (laughs) Okay. But that's that's one of those occasions where you should complain. Yes. Maybe we should make a pact to complain from here on out. What do I say? Like, um, this this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) This is terrible. Your Uber is waiting outside. (laughs) I like, you know, it's a, there's always a nicer way to say something. That's a much nicer <laughs> way to say it. <laughs> okay. So I think it's true that if men, if you have a penis, so a, a friend of mine recently told me that men um, believe that if they were born with a penis, they're good at, what did he say? Fighting, sex, and something else. And it was three things. It was great. And I thought, yeah, that's true. Guys automatically think they can fight because they were born with a dick. Totally. They automatically think they can have great sex because they were born with a dick. And we're here to tell you it doesn't work that way. Right. Right. But by the same token, there's there's a stigma for women. So, I mean, why we beat up on the guys a little bit. We're an equal opportunity show. Always. Okay. I get really frustrated. And I talked about this. Gosh, it's been four years ago when I was had my YouTube channel that I talked to women about this. Women who don't give it up. I have zero tolerance for that shit. They won't have sex. Right. Especially if you're in a long-term relationship. If you're married, if you're in a committed, you know, relationship, if you're not putting out, I, I just, I have no patience for that. Why do you think they're not putting out? I, that's a mystery to me. Okay. As somebody, it really is. So ladies, if you'd like to get in the Two Old Orchids group and talk about why you're not putting out, I would love to hear it because um, it's on Facebook. I'll put a link in the show notes. But my theory is this. Let's pretend you're married, like just for the sake of discussion. Okay. I, I, okay. I'm like sweating. Lindsay, okay. will you marry me? Yes, yes. you will. Okay. All right. We're gonna, this is going to be so good. <laughs> oh, oh, I wonder what our, mar- our wedding night's going to be like. I bet it's going to be great. I'm going to throw all my white out now. <laughs> Okay, but the point is, all right, if we're, gonna, if we're married, we share a bank account, mm-hmm. we share a home, mm-hmm. we share goals, we share a mortgage, we share credit card bills, but we're not going to share our body, we share our children. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this is where I get really frustrated. If, if he's, with ladies, if he's good enough to go to work and bring home the bacon, he's good enough for you to open your legs. I'm sorry. Uh, like I got zero tolerance for women who don't this, put out. In the same respect, if the woman is good enough to go to work to put money in the bank, men, you need to be licking that fucking pussy twice on Sunday. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, like I know for me, um, uh, I have a I, my uh, part one of my partners, one of my many, <laughs> and I have a have a long term uh, friendship, and she doesn't put out. She put out twice to have kids willingly. Other than that, she didn't put out. I don't get that shit. I'm like, get divorced. Like, I don't understand it. 
that sounds like a lack of intimacy for me. And I want to have that with as many people as I can. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. I want to have those. Um, I want to, you know, it's funny because um, did you ever listen to the Alana interview? No. Okay. It's okay. So I'll link it in the show notes and then you can listen to it. She yeah. talked about intimacy and the way she defined it, which I thought was really beautiful, was into me, I see. Ooh. And that was so powerful for me because it's true. I want that intimacy with people. When I, when I take off my clothes, I'm really vulnerable. Like I was a figure competitor. So today I don't have the body I used to have. I mean, my body's still, I think, pretty banging. It's damn good, girl. Thank you, baby. But it's not what it was. And, sure. and so I have all of my own insecurities when I take my clothes off. So there's got to be some intimacy there. Like people can say it's just sex and it is. But there's something to that, right? I mean, you like sex. Don't you feel like it's a little intimate? It's totally intimate. And that's the difference between when I can have a partner for one night versus a long-term partner is it's mental for me, right? So when I take my clothes off with a, I put the one night stand. And all her multiple partners. And all Sorry. my, <laughs> and all my peeps. I, I don't, I don't really, um, I don't think too much of it because I, I probably won't see them or talk to them much, but having a connection with someone that I want to grow and cultivate is way more vulnerable and I think that for men, the stereotype is typically, they don't give a shit. They're going to take their clothes off. They're going to have sex. It's no big deal. But is it true that they don't feel that way or is it just the stereotype? I think it's just the stereotype because I've had some stage fright situations. Yeah. I've had some situations when I felt like I was in a lot better shape playing sports in college and I would take my clothes off and all of a sudden the guy couldn't, no longer hard. And I was like, oh God, what did I do? What did I do? Yeah. And it took me that happening a couple of times and talking to some girlfriends and some male, it was the male friends of mine that said they were intimidated. Okay. What sport did you play? Volleyball. Anything else? Softball. Does that make you a lesbian? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was too easy. Because <laughs> there's a stereotype right there. If you play softball, you are a lesbian. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. No, I've had that happen too where guys, they, or you know what I would, and it happens more, I feel like in men who are over 40, let's say, right? Where they're, you're having sex with them and they start to lose their erection. Like it's gone on too long or something and they lose their erection. Right. And then it begs the question, did you just all of a sudden figure out I'm not hot? Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I've thought the same thing and it, honestly, probably wasn't until this conversation that I realized that a lot of it had to do with maybe age and things outside of their control. Right. So um, interestingly enough, because we have the company Promescent that we're working with, they have a delay spray. So for men who, who are coming too fast, they, they have the delay spray, but we have the arousal gel and we'll link all this in the show notes um, for women to get them to orgasm faster. Because I think that's part of the problem is the, the and that's what, that's what I love about Promescent's company is the guy who designed it, designed it with the intention to bridge the orgasm gap. The amount of time it takes for a man to get there versus the amount of time it takes a woman. Can we, can we shrink that? It to make it more aligned, which I think is cool. But um, I just think that if you're gonna if you're gonna take your clothes off with somebody, whether you're a guy or a girl, women have performance anxiety too. Uh, the way our shows up is we don't have an orgasm. Oh, also the the getting wet, right? There are so many times that I am so horny and so turned on, and then I realize I'm not wet, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Right, and then you get in your head going, uh oh, does he think I'm not turned on? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then there are times I'm eh, turned on and I'm like floodgates. Yes. Okay. I know. Like what body figure it out. Come on. Work with me. Work with me. A little vagina detox happening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this is something men and women, I want to just kind of go on the road. Okay. Here's my, here's my Shawnee ism of the day. 
All right. Pussy whipping is a good thing. Being pussy whipped is a good thing. Interesting. Because it, most people think it's negative. I Yes. I hear someone pussy whipped and I think... What do you think? Come on. I think that they have no backbone. Okay. Yeah. I think that it means that the woman is wearing the pants, which is a kind of the stereotype. Yeah. Right. And you want to know why I think it's good? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Because there are millions and billions of men out there who would love to be whipped by some pussy. Ooh. Right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So it's one thing, you know what? Maybe she is wearing the pants for this interaction. Maybe he is taking her advice because she's his partner, his wife, his whatever, uh, the love of his life. Maybe he is doing exactly what she wants. How is that wrong? Like everybody wants a partner who cares about their feelings. You know, I had a I had a, a a partner in college and his dad said to him that he was pussy whipped by me. And at first I, I was kind of offended by it, but I just realized now that I kind of take that, I should have taken that as a compliment. As a huge compliment because yeah. it means that the person, that the, the woman you're with, if you're a dude, the woman you're with feelings matter. Her opinions matter. You value, you respect her as you respect her brain. Um, you know, we, we had Dr. Corey Allen on the show and he's a podcast called Sexy Marriage Radio. And one of the things he talked about was that he and his wife, he said they're together for so long because it makes sense for them to be together. And his wife is an accountant. And I said, you know, what I love about those types of relationships is she's an accountant. Chances are she should handle the money. She gets money on a level I don't get money. Right. Right. So if your job is to be a podcaster and to be a therapist, chances are you probably shouldn't handle the money. Like, let's just call it what it is, right? You should handle the relationship shit. But she handles the money. So if he falls in line, if you will, with her ideas about investing or how to, what, what bank to use or whatever, is, does that make him pussy whipped or does that make him respect his wife's knowledge? I love the respect avenue that you went with this. The other side of that I was thinking is we all have strengths in a relationship. And why is it that we don't see sex as one of those strengths? That's brilliant. So if you're pussy whipped, also I think of it as, I take it as a compliment because maybe I'm good in bed. Honey, that's genius. And we're getting satisfied. So you're getting a level of satisfaction, which is like the best multivitamin I think you can get with Mm -hmm. all of the physical elements that and the endorphins and the chemicals and all that stuff that gets released yeah exactly so why are we not celebrating celebrating that yes that's genius when you were talking when you first made the comment that you know we all have strengths and weaknesses so my long-term partner (laughs) having so much fun with that today so my long-term partner i've often said that if left up to me i would have been boring in the bedroom i would have i would have really he's very adventurous he's very creative and he's very um he's always thinking of new and exciting things to do i've left it to me there's a pretty good chance i'll be a pillow princess oh oh a little starfish a little starfish just laying right there <laughs> <laughs> it's ready to waiting for you but you know whereas he has always treated sex as a grand adventure and i can remember even in our 20s going to a toy store going to a porn store and the vibrator was a hundred dollars now, you have to remember, in, when I was 20, it's a long time ago, and $100 for a vibrator is a lot of money. Yeah. Right? And uh, he said, and I said, we, we can't spend that. Like, we didn't have any money back then. And he said, if we can't spend $100 on our sex life, there's something wrong. Oh, that's insightful right It there. really was very insightful. And I, so what I took from that was that sex was a priority in our relationship no matter what. And what I also took from there is, quite frankly, he was better at it than I was, so I was willing to learn. I also think it's interesting because you have such a vivacious, outgoing, strong 
personality. And I get this a lot myself as well, that people think that in the bedroom, we are also going to have this crazy, vivacious... Pillow princess. Yeah. And you know what (laughs) someone said to me, uh, or I said to someone once was that I make so many decisions throughout the day and I'm doing so much. And when I get home or it's time for sex, I just want someone else to take control. I want to be submissive. I want to just not have to make any fucking choices. So I said this, I can't remember which show I said it on, but uh, but you weren't there. So I'll share it with you because it's new to you, right? Yeah. Is I said this, I, and I want to be clear, I have no evidence to support this. This is another Shawnee-ism. Okay. Steve Jobs was a sub. Oh. that I have a theory on that. I can't prove it. So I don't want anyone to sue me. Right. But this is my theory. He, he, he talked about how he, he, bought black turtlenecks and jeans and he made that his uniform because it was one more decision he didn't want to have to make every day. Right. That guy made a dent in the universe unlike anyone else. And I really feel like given how controlling he was, how dominant he was at work, how, because I know, um, I had a mentor at one point who used to work for him and she said he was a very hard person to work for. Okay. And she's all of those elements, right? When you think about the standard personality of somebody who's going to be submissive, to me, he fits the bill because it, if he could get in the bedroom with his wife and not have to think, just turn his brain off, click. That's how I am. I bet it's so true of many CEOs. There, there, there was that TV show Bonding. They talked about that, that on oh. Netflix where the people who were the people who wanted to dress up in baby diapers or bunny rabbits or whatever, that they were the people who were the CEOs and the CFOs. And I, I have a friend who's a switch and she beats a CEO every now and then. And she'll say, we can't go to dinner tonight. I have to go beat Tom. Hey. Hey. Right. And Tom is this very high powered man. He's like a CEO of a Fortune 100 company or something. Right. I totally get that. I think 100%. So I think that to kind of bring all this around, what we're saying is, is that the things that you think about other people and the things that you think about yourself, if you can embrace, like Lindsay has the show, uh, which I'll also link in the show notes called Stop Signs Are Optional, about embracing your weirdness, mm-hmm. right? So soccer, pl- or sorry, softball players unite. Lesbians, be proud of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? right? And, and guys who are pussy whipped, be proud of that. You have a pussy that's whipping you. Mm. Stop viewing it as emasculating. There's always another lens. Absolutely. Uh, I was mentioning to you before as well, the, the book, He's a Stud, uh, She's a Slut, which we can link in the show notes. And it talks in, in depth about all of the different ways that how are, how, how are women meant to be virginal and innocent? Who are the guys going to have sex with if yes. the women are virginal and innocent? <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, they want us to be provocative and enticing. Right. So it's this, and same thing with men, right? It goes both ways. So instead of, of wanting to look at sexuality or sex in general as a this or that or one or the other, let's just embrace all of it. Yeah. And celebrate whatever it is. Yeah. You know, when I was, when I was with a, a guy recently, he was so nervous because he said, you know, he said, two years ago, I wouldn't have even talked to you. I was so insecure. And I was really proud of him for saying that, yeah. for owning that space of, of his insecurity. And he didn't have a lot of experience. It was kind of, you know, he just didn't. But it, it wasn't bad. It just, it just was obvious to me that he didn't have a lot of experience, but I wasn't going to shame him for not having it, right? I mean, on some level, it's nice that he didn't have a lot of experience because it meant that I was special enough to him to go there. Oh, 
You know what I mean? There's always, and I guess that's my point is there's always another filter. A slut is also a hedonist. And I've been calling you that all weekend, you know, that (laughs) that you're a hedonist. And if you don't know what hedonist is um, for everybody, it's, it's somebody who does things for the pleasure of doing them and the, and getting really lost in that pleasure. And when I think about you, instead of thinking about you, as I keep calling you a whore teasingly, um, which I would never do if I didn't love you so much. I am a hoe. It's fine. Right. Exactly. But, but what I love about the term hedonist is the awareness that just because it feels good, you're going to do it. And I think there's something about the world that forgets. If it feels good, it is good. Yeah. And, and taking away the stigma from, from words like that. Yeah. Right? Because even when we had a conversation about hedonist, in my mind, I was thinking, I didn't, it didn't feel good necessarily until we had a conversation about it. And I went, oh, that's 100% me. <laughs> I went on my honeymoon to a place called Hedonism. Ooh. It was a swingers resort in Jamaica. Yeah. Okay. And it was very much that for the sake and pleasure of being you. Mm. Mm. What a world. I was just sitting here in this moment thinking how different the world could be if, if we weren't shaming one another for any of this shit. For any of this for any of this, for the color of your skin, for the way that you eat, for wearing a mask, for not wearing a mask, for being a slut, for not being a slut, for being pussy whipped, for not being pussy whipped. I, I, at the end of the day, we're all just in this together, doing the best we can. Amen, sister. Amen. I could preach it all day. Yeah, girl. <laughs> all right, Miss Lindsay. So then as we get out of here today, stay sexy and release your inner slut.